Mm. Okay, this is kind of crazy. So, <laughs> this is my first episode back, like my first official episode back, and this is my first episode where there will be audio and visual. Look, we are all over here, so don't expect too much from the visual. Like, if you're listening audio only and then you go over to the YouTube to look at the visual, I need you to not expect this grand, like, setup and all of that. Like, come on now. Just be a, a little bit for real and realistic and just know that this shit is raw. This shit is going on in my living room. I ain't bought nothing extra. I'm just trying to give y'all this content, but nonetheless, it's not going to miss, okay? So, um, a lot has happened in the last, what, two years, and, um... I guess I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> I do think that I want to say first that honestly, this has been a journey and it's taken a lot to come back to this platform. And I just want y'all to know that this season will be a little bit different. I'm gonna get a little more personal. I'm still gonna have other people up here. I'm still going to, you know, get to the nitty gritty. But first, we're gonna cope for me <laughs> and that must cope is going to start with me, okay? So, this episode is about life transitions. I have been transitioning with what feels like, or at what feels like, lightning speed. Like, call this, nah, just forget it. Just lightning speed, dog. Like, I don't got to use nobody else's stuff. To show y'all, I let y'all know, just, it's been a lot of transitions going on. And it's been rough. It's been really rough. And I just want to be transparent and bring y'all into my life and why I was gone for so long. And I feel like this is my platform to tell my story. I ain't let nobody tell it for me. It's going to be some of y'all that know a little bit, some of y'all that y'all have seen some things and y'all have some guests but don't know. But I'm finna air it out. And if you came here to be messy, you're not going to get that. But um, if anybody gonna tell my story, it's gonna be me, period. So first things first, I have a handsome two-year-old son and he has rocked my motherfucking world, okay? <laughs> like, he rocked my shit. He rocked my shit, okay? I did not know what to expect from parenthood. I did not know how to, what to expect from motherhood. And my pregnancy, dog, my pregnancy, my pregnancy is what made me stop podcasting, potting to begin with. Like, podcast mama, Faisy and pod mama, gone, okay? I found out I was pregnant. In February of 2021, I had my son in October of 2021. I have dropped like maybe two episodes since then, just like some bullshit. I have tried to record so many times, it has not went right for me. And at this point, it's just like, you know, like how they say, like in the commercial, you're sitting on the couch, letting life pass you by. You feel me? And I just can't let life pass me by no more. No excuses. I got some uh, some free time. Like my son is in here right now, so I can record. Um, and yeah, I got pregnant in February of twenty twenty one, and 
I got pregnant in January, actually, but I found out I was pregnant in February of 2021, and it was real rough. It was rough. We'll get into the pregnancy um, later, but, man, fuck it. We can just go straight into it. So, I found out I was pregnant in um, February 2021, the day before Valentine's Day. So, it's February 13th, exactly. I remember the day I did not believe it. I was like, man, fuck out of here. I mean, I knew I was fucking. I knew I had sex. And I knew that part. And I remember the day that I got pregnant. Um, I don't even want to say vividly like it was no hot shit. But I remember it. But I knew I didn't want to be pregnant. On some real shit, though, like scary teas. I had said I wanted to start trying to get pregnant around October of 2021. And I had the baby in October of 2021. I'm like, no, that was not the plan. And the crazy thing was um, my... Baby daddy. Yeah, let's call him daddy. He was not up for it. Like, he was not rocking with the whole pregnancy thing. Like, you want to get pregnant when? Yeah, I don't know. And when I found out I was pregnant, he was excited and I wasn't. Ain't that crazy? Like, it was like, no, I said I wanted to get pregnant, like, starting trying in October. Why am I pregnant now? And honestly, it was just because we weren't in a good space. Like, I felt like I knew I wanted a child. And I remember at that time saying, like, bro, I'm over here being responsible, just having having a good life, just as me, you know, drinking, throwing parties like kickbacks more so or whatever and just working and buying clothes for no reason and stuff and I remember just being like you know life is a little boring like it's fun but at the same time I sit back and I watch people have babies and they be having a life funner than mine so what am I waiting for why am I being responsible I can just go ahead and have this kid now and then I also felt as though I did not want to wait too late to have kids but now that my world has been rocked, fuck all that shit. Fuck all that shit. I don't advise that nobody let hell no, okay? And so I ended up having... Y'all don't have to bear with me because I have not gone to, gone to therapy through this yet. I started back therapy yesterday. And so I might get a little emotional. I ain't gonna cry up here like, come on, Reggie shit. But I might um, get a little emotional. But I'm gonna say I had a terrible pregnancy. We didn't want to do it again. Very alone, very dark. Um, I had prenatal depression and I had that early. I had the symptoms early and I remember just feeling so alone. I was in a long distance relationship and I was in a long distance situation. <laughs> And um, it was only like two and two and a half hours or whatever. But just because of that, the first trimester is very exhausting. Like I remember people saying, "Like you be so tired in your first trimester," but I thought they meant tired, like you know, just a little fatigue. No, that shit was like you got ran over by a fucking bus every morning. And I just remember being like, "Bro, I I can't I I can't take care of myself. Like, what the heck?" And I just remember being like, I just need somebody to take care of me. I, it was some days I wasn't eating because I didn't have the energy to fix food. And I was eating like somewhat healthy back then, right? And I had been off of like all the little nasty shit. I started buying Eggo waffles and stuff. Stuff that I could just make quick just to survive because I was having a hard time. 
Not to mention, I felt like I was having a hard time coping with the fact that it was like, damn, I'm pregnancy. I'm pregnancy. <laughs> I'm pregnant and I'm doing this hard part alone. Like, and it's not that I'm doing it alone because I don't have no father on my child, but because he just can't be here. And so I, I definitely don't feel as though that is a favorable position to be in. And all I could think about at the time was like, um, military wise, because I know sometimes that be their reality. And I'm like, you gotta be a strong ass bitch. You gotta be a strong ass bitch. And some will say that I was one, but hell no. Like, that shit was fucking me up. And I remember my doctor asking me, like, you know, do you want to get on medicine? Um, she was trying to prescribe, I think it's called Citroline, which is Zoloft, antidepressants. And I was like, no, I'm not getting on no antidepressants, not going for it. She's like, I'm going to send it to the CVS anyways. You know, you can pick it, pick it up and you can decide to take it. It's a low dosage. I said no. I never picked it up. And I just continued to go throughout those days. And I just remember just hating being pregnant. I felt no connection to the baby. I didn't want anyone to know I was pregnant because it was just like, I don't like this. And um, I remember around my birthday, my birthday's in May. And around my birthday, it was like, okay, I'm reaching about five months. And I could tell like make this be my announcement that I'm pregnant or I could not and I had a lot of pressure from people that were just like you know like maybe if you announce it you'll feel better and now that I think about it like who the fuck was saying that to me because that shit don't even make no sense like why would me telling the world make me feel better about it but people were saying like maybe if I got showered with love and congratulations it would it would make the experience uplifting for me and it was a fuck no that shit made me feel worse so many people congratulations I'm so happy for you oh my gosh you're gonna be the best mom oh my gosh you know you love the baby and I was like I don't resonate with any of these fucking feelings like and it, it made me hate being pregnant even more because it was like y'all telling me congrats Y'all telling me I love this shit. Y'all telling me all this shit that I don't fuck with. And how you know I feel like congratulations. Like, I don't feel like that. And so, that was a terrible decision. And then it came to the point of being like, okay, now I need to move. Because what are we going to do? Have this baby and co-parent, like, from afar? Like, raise this kid from afar? Like, that's stupid. And so, I know that in this situation that I was in, at the time, like, there was no option for living together. I wasn't going for that. Won't going for it, okay? I said no when it came to living together. I said no when it came to living together. I was not for that, not having it, none of that shit, right? Now, the thing is, the reason why I said no is because I just felt as though I did not want to live with someone unless we were in a relationship officially. I saw a future with them, like no doubt about it. And things really aligned. And I feel like things didn't align. But once I got pregnant, right, it was like, okay, something has to give. I moved and I made the decision to move because my job was more flexible and he had a more stable job, right? Um, I worked from home, so what the fuck? And I had planned to quit the job anyways. So it was like, why would he move when he has stability where he's at? So that was a lot for me too because I was moving and the crazy thing about it is I wouldn't consider myself really close with my family. I'm close with them now, but like at the time I wouldn't consider myself to be close with my family. I'm not really a family oriented person. So the thought of moving, it really didn't bother me for that reason, but the thought of moving was hard to cope with because it was like, yo, I'm not even moving on my own terms. It's like I'm moving because I'm being forced to. 
And he wasn't forcing me, but it was like the Navy was forcing me. So I moved. And I moved at the end of July. And I remember we had many conversations because I was just letting him know, like, yo, I hate this shit. I hate this shit. I hate being pregnant. I still don't have no feelings toward the baby. I'm like seven months pregnant and it's like, what the fuck is this? And none of these days are getting easier. I started even feeling suicidal. And he was just like, you know, I feel like once you move here, it'll be better. And I knew that it wouldn't. And he was like, you know, you're being pessimistic. And I was like, no, I'm not being pessimistic. And the reason why I knew that I wasn't being pessimistic was because it was like too deep. We, we was too deep in the depression and the just hating the reality of shit. And I felt like he won't hear me when I was speaking. And I was trying to let him know how bad this shit was controlling me and how bad it was taking me under and how much support I needed from him. And he just could not understand it. Stand it. Like, even down to me saying I feel alone. I remember this nigga used to be going out drinking, going out to function with his peoples and all of that stuff. And I had technical difficulties. Look, I'm finna try to make this story make sense. But I was talking for minutes, okay, before I realized that shit was fucked up. So, um... Like I was saying, he was going out drinking all this stuff, and it's like, oh, it was giving depressing. And I remember telling him, like, what the fuck? Like, you going out drinking, I'm feeling alone, and all of this stuff. And so he tried to compromise. And his compromise was he would still go out drinking and go out to the functions, but he would have me on FaceTime. And when he would have me on FaceTime, um, he would set, set me up, and it's like, okay, now I'm watching him basically party and stuff and for me it was like i'm not really fucking with it and i wasn't fucking with it because like you don't understand that i can't i can't do those things it's not like y'all taking shots i can take a shot too and stuff so i'm just watching you enjoy yourself while i be miserable and i didn't expect him to be there literally physically with me that was not the issue um what the issue was 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 like i felt like he didn't have any empathy toward what i was going through and i felt like he didn't have any empathy toward what i was going through because he did not understand how bad it was right and i forgot to mention a part a part that was very important was around my birthday when i when i recall things taking a turn and me actually feeling suicidal was it was my birthday weekend he came to see me my birthday is typically around memorial day weekend so i think he had like an additional day off or some shit like that and so he came down took me out to eat all of that stuff cute 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 right he um was trying to take me shopping because i didn't have no clothes getting me as fuck and all of that stuff but that was a fail i told him i didn't like to shop in person and he didn't really probably understand that so i ended up getting two pair of jeans from american eagle and a shirt from target <laughs> and a jacket and that was all i got and so um that weekend, the reason why I was so bothered and I ended up being so triggered is because the night before he left, I was crying the whole entire night. He's asleep and I'm crying, like miserably crying. And I was miserably crying because although I did feel depressed and I didn't want to be pregnant, the other side to it was we were looking for a place to stay. And he felt like, okay, come on, when you get, when we get this place in July and you move, you'll feel better. But I couldn't even see that in our future because we didn't have a place to stay. And all I'm thinking of is like, bro, I might not fuck with the fact that I'm pregnant, but I'm already a mom and I'm not about to be pregnant on the street. Like that's what it's given. It's given I'm going to be pregnant and homeless and I'm not fucking with that. 
And he like, no, we gonna be good. But the reason why I was so just fucked up in the head about that situation was because he lived in the area that I was moving to, right? So he was the one that would have been like touring the places, I guess you can say. I was finding him online, sending them to him, seeing what he think, making sure it's in our budget, all of that stuff, and just making sure that we're, you know, doing all we need to do. And I remember telling him, I'm like, look, I don't put on my credit, so before we apply to something, let's make sure that we're sure about it and, you know, make sure we're meeting all the credentials and all of that stuff. And so he like, okay, we found a place and tip, if you want to find a luxury apartment and get it for the cheap cheap, because I was living in a luxury apartment before I moved luxury, right? Because it really don't really mean me too much shit. Um, what you have to do is you have to get it when it's like new territory, new property. So they'll be ready to get people in. So it's typically a lot cheaper than what it would be. And so I have found some new property, new territory, new stumping grounds. And I'm like, okay, what do you think about this? Is this a good area? I know you got to go to work and all of that stuff. He's like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, you, you ready to apply? And so he like, yeah. So I put it in the application fee, put in the app, I mean, put in the app, application fee, all that stuff. Then it's his turn. Because if you like on applying with someone, because that was one of my main things that was like a requirement for me. I'm like, we have to both have our names on this lease. He like, well, your credit good. So I'm like, no, both our names are going to be on this lease. That's that. And so basically, um, at that moment, that's when I started finding out shit like that, that his credit won't good and all the type of stuff. Like it was just like, God damn, you know, we ain't kind of deep and I'm just finding out this stuff, but it's okay. So I put in the application and it's his turn to put in his application. He puts in the application. And then I'm like trying to check on the application and they're like, okay, well, we need his pay stuff. So I'm like, yo, you know, submit your pay stuff so that I don't have any. What? Which, what, what, what do you mean by you don't have any pay stubs? So automatically, bro, I'm pissed. And I'm pissed because that, at that moment, I found out he was getting paid on the table. At that exact moment. And I'm like, come on, bro. I don't even give a fuck, allegedly, that you're getting paid on the table. But if you knew that we was finna have to apply and it said we need to pay some stuff, why you didn't have shit in line already? Like, I don't, I don't get that. And so the guy ended up trying to give us alternatives to pay stubs like talking to his boss seeing bait statements and it was so much bullshit that was happening that you know what happened they rejected our shit they declined our shit so now i'm upset because not only do we potentially not have anywhere to go because everything else was falling through but also they don't ran my credit and i told you i'm putting my credit they don't ran my credit and we have to find another place so that weekend, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm thinking like, bro, I don't even want to have this baby. I don't have anywhere to stay. I don't know if we're going to find anywhere to stay because this man don't got his stuff together. Da, da, da. And so um, I was stressed. And when I said he didn't have his stuff together, I meant really in like a a real, nah, fuck that. That nigga didn't have his shit together. Just plain and simple. He had it together in other ways, but not in that way, okay? And so, um, that shit had me stressed the fuck out. So, I was crying all night about that shit. And that's when I started to feel suicidal. Like, I don't even want to live no more to be real. Like, this shit corny. Uh, what the fuck is life? And so, literally, that night, I'm crying, 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 crying. And I didn't even go to sleep that night. He wakes up to go to work in the morning. And since... 
he worked in his city, which was two and a half hours away, what he would do is get up two and a half hours before time to work and just drive and go straight to work. Talk about a sacrifice, real shit. And so I'm crying. He like, what's up with you? And I'm just like, no, like, <laughs> no, whatever. And he like, bruh. And he was fed the fuck up, dog. And he basically was just like, well, give me a hug because I'm about to go. And I was like, what? And I was like, I don't want to live anymore. And he asked me if I knew where his keys were. And he fucking left. <laughs> and I remember when he got there, walked out that damn door, I started crying so fucking hard. Because I'm like, this nigga don't give a fuck about my life. Like, and I think it might have put him into shock or it might have gave, like, you being dramatic. But I was dead to fuck serious. And so I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? And so he left and he's on his way back. You feel me? He's gone, like, on his way back to his goddamn city. So I remember calling him and I said, look, I said, if you ain't going to stay here with me, can you at least just take me to the hospital? And he like, bro, I'm about to come back. And he came back. And although he came back, I just couldn't get over the fact of like how he felt in that moment. And it was like, bro, that was my life. And his whole thing was, you know, we're preparing for a baby. And if I call out of work, I might lose my job. And then how, you know, we can take care of things. And I felt him, but it was like, if I kill myself, we ain't going to have no baby. So what the fuck are you talking about? I don't, I don't understand. Oh, whatever. It ain't me, no me or no baby. So you just won't have a job. Oh, you, you will have a job, but you won't have me or the baby. Like, what the fuck? Oh, whatever. And so that's when things like took a turn. So when he was just saying like, you know, I feel like when you move here, things would be better. I knew that shit wasn't going to be better. And the reason why I knew that shit wasn't going to be better is because that moment changed our whole situation like I really started to be like damn like this nigga don't care about me and on some real mental health ass shit here's what I would say when someone is suicidal it can be very wearing on a person that has to deal with it it can but honestly being a person that you know battles with mental health issues I can say that I can respect a person that bows out gracefully in the sense of it's too much for me, but let me get you for some professional help. I can't respect a person that would just leave the person, you know, leave them down. Because I would dead serious. Like, I was execution method. I'm thinking about it, okay? And so I moved there in July. And when I moved, it was the same shit. The only difference was I was in a new house trying to new apartment trying to prepare for the baby um we didn't move into a luxury apartment we moved into an apartment with a white fridge white appliances baby and if anybody know anything about me i can't stand the motherfucker white appliance but i had to goddamn get beneath myself and be like bitch come on you got a baby if you got to do what you got to do that's what you got to do for this kid you feel me and so i did what i had to do for the kid and I, that's where we moved to and it was affordable and it seemed like the safest option and so, um, I'm just getting the house prepped and all of that stuff. But, like, every day I'm crying. I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying. And I would be in the back room crying. He would be in the front playing the PlayStation. He'd come back. He'd be like, you all right? And I'd just be staring. He'd be like, oh, you want something to eat? He'd bring me something to eat, and he'd go back to playing the game. And I just used to be like, bro, like, I'm really going through this shit by myself. And, like, 
post everything, he did say that he isolated himself because I don't even want to tell because that's his business. But he isolated himself because of some shit that ain't had nothing to do with me. Some promise he made to himself as a child. And so he decided that he won't fit a deal with my sad, sad ass or whatever. And so I'm feeling even more alone. And I'm like, bro, how the fuck I'm finna be goddamn having a baby daddy? We supposed to be together. We supposed to maybe get married one day or some shit. And this nigga is about leaving me in my deathbed out this bitch. And so at that time, I was supposed to um have a home birth. And so I used to have my midwife come in. And that was another reason why getting an affordable apartment was important. Because we were paying for my at-home birth, my doula, and my midwife. Like, and I'll say, you know, that was a hefty little penny. Or whatever but um my main wife came she's doing her checks and she was just like i remember she told me she's like you know your heart rate and your basically your heart health is not where it needs to be and she's like you have to let this go and she was like how are you feeling and i was like i feel alone I'm, I'm you know i'm just i'm feeling down and i just you know look i'm doing this by myself because when she would be coming to see me he wouldn't be there and i thought it was important that he met her and it was like he couldn't even get off of work to make it to our appointments. And I'm like, bro, if you can't get off of work to make it to our appointment. And at this time, I didn't even expect him to be at every appointment. I just felt like you should know who your birthing team is. And I'm like, if you can't get off work to make it to the appointment, are you going to be off, able to get off work if something happens to our baby? Like, this is very concerning. And so she told me, she was like, you have to let this go. Because if you do not let this go and how you're feeling, you're going to have a hard time birthing this baby. And she was saying that when you go through the labor and delivery process, it's a very vulnerable experience and it just opens you up. I don't know if y'all ever heard this, but they always say that like having a baby rebirths a woman and God damn it, it does. And it's because that experience, like all your trauma, all your everything is exposed to you in that, like all those emotions you just it comes back. It's a very spiritual thing. And she was saying, if you are holding this resentment and holding all of this in your heart, you're going to stall your labor because you're going to be stuck in the emotional realm of feeling all of the negative things you're feeling instead of taking the positivity and using that strength and that guidance to push out your goddamn baby. And so I was like, I mean, I feel what you're saying, but it's I'm having a hard time. And, um... It got to a point where I was starving myself. I won't eat I won't drink enough water. I won't take the prenatals. Like on some real, like if you could call CPS for a bitch that don't got the baby yet, it would have been called on me because I was not taking care of myself. But guess what? I ain't had nobody else that was going to make sure I was taking care of myself either. Like there weren't no check-ins to be like, come on, bro, did you eat? Da, 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 da. And honestly, I do feel like that's a lot to put on a person, but... You know, I feel like when it's your child's safety that you do it. But, I mean, whatever. I don't know. i never been a guy before that got somebody pregnant. So, maybe I wouldn't, you know. Maybe I'd be ain't shit like a lot of other people. And so, um, I got diagnosed with sinus tachycardia as soon as I hit full term. And I have to transfer to an OBGYN to have my child in the hospital. And that rocked my fucking world. I felt like a failure. I felt like you're a piece of shit. And I felt like you're a piece of shit because, one, I forfeited all the money that we put in to have the at-home birth. Um, because the contract stated that if anything happened and caused me to not have that birth, 
the money was good as gone. So that was one. Two, I got in the way of my own birthing experience that I wanted. And that's something that I still haven't worked through and haven't um, forgave myself for yet. And so that was a lot. But I ended up giving birth to my baby, my beautiful baby, my handsome baby. And I ain't have no fucking maternity leave. So I gave birth to him. I'm going to pull up the calendar so I can give y'all the exact dates, bro. I gave birth to him on October 19th. October 19th, 2021, right? And the crazy thing was I was supposed to get a blood transfusion on the 21st. But I ended up having um, given birth to him before I could get the transfusion. They were scared that I was going to die giving birth. So that's, yeah. And so um, I gave birth to him on the 21st and I got discharged. I mean, I gave birth to him the 19th and I got discharged on the 22nd, to my knowledge. I think it was that Friday morning I was there. If not, it was that Thursday morning, but I'm pretty sure it was that Friday morning. Now, I might have been that Thursday morning. Either way, I just need y'all to know that I was back at work on the 25th Monday. And why was I back on work on the 25th Monday? Because we were not in a position where we could afford for me to be out of work. That's one. And then two, I was working a job where I was under contract and there was no maternity leave. I would have been able to, like, take off of work and, like, you know basically get unpaid but I couldn't do that and so just imagine giving birth and not having a maternity leave that shit was rough that shit was rough and when I tell you I've been working non-stop since then I mean I've been working non-stop since then no PTO no nothing and so that right shit it did and I I had a hard time and um the next episode I'll get into more of my postpartum experience but to wrap this up and bring it to where we are today I went from moving there to raise this child to moving back to co-parent to being a single mom and um where we stand today as in like me is a single mom that gets occasional help but where we stood about two weeks ago a single mom that gets no financial help or no physical help for months so that's my truth and if you want to know some more, wait for the next episode.